Why, hello there. My name is Sai and you're listening to the Game Design Detective podcast. If you're new here or you stumbled here by accident cuz you know that can happen. This is where we investigate anything and everything related to game design. We also try to make game design more accessible to anyone interested in how games are made or maybe even trying to become a game designer. You can never have too many of us. Now one of the things I try to do with this podcast is to clear up the misconceptions about game design and game designers because I sure as heck know how deluded I was at the beginning. When I first decided I wanted to be a game designer, I thought that just entailed me designing games. I wasn't wrong, just naive. There is a lot that goes into a game's design. So much so that in modern video game development, there are actually several different types of game designers, with each requiring their own set of skills and focusing on different aspects of the game's design. If you're considering getting into game design, it's essential that you know about these different types of game designers so that you can know what you want to focus on. There are four major types of game designers who each have their own responsibilities and require a particular set of skills to do them. But in the end, every single one of them are still game designers who need to work together to make the game fun for the player. I'll first explain who these game designers are and then I'll touch on what they do while using a specific video game as a case study to expand on it. Spider-Man. I'm talking about the most recent one made by Insomniac Games in 2018, which is important to note because there have been a lot of Spider-Man games over the years. Just like there's been a bunch of movies about Spider-Man as well. And finally, I'll explore the skills that each type of game designer needs for their role. So, hopefully at the end of this episode, you have a solid understanding of the different types of game designers. And if you were considering getting into game design, this gives you a good idea of what you can focus on. I wish I could stress just how much I knew all of this when I was getting started because I didn't really have anyone to tell me any of this. I had to learn the hard way. With that said, let's get into the different types of video game designers. In terms of the Spider-Man game, let's take a look at the web-swinging mechanic, which was the core mechanic in their stellar and fluid traversal system. One of the core focuses for Insomniac Games, the developers of the Spider-Man game, was to make the player feel like Spider-Man. Anyone who's played the game knows how incredible it feels like to swing around in the game. You have so much control in your traversal, and all of that was extremely intentional. When talking about the ease of traversal, the creative director of the game put it like, and quote, "He is eight years into being Spider-Man." he's fine tuned in his traversal so to achieve this intended feeling the gameplay designer needed to make certain conscious decisions they would have first made documentations and prototypes on how they want the swinging to work along with all the technical and visual rules that the programming and art team need to know to actually create the mechanic but there's only so much designers can imagine in their head and translate in their documentation So they also need to communicate what are the aspects of the mechanic 
that they want complete control over to make changes to suit their needs. Once the game mechanic is implemented in the game engine, the gameplay designers need to take a swing at it. Pun intended. And tweak the values for things like the speed of the web shooting out, the angle of the swing, the max speed generated, the max height the player can reach, as well as the amount of control the player has while soaring in the air. Now, if that seems like a lot for a gameplay designer to do, you're not wrong. It's absolutely mental how much it's on their plate. In many larger studios, gameplay designers are actually split up into more specific roles like technical designers and system designers. Technical designers are more tuned towards working with programmers and artists to create a mechanic or system, like the actual creation and implementation of the Wix of the web swinging mechanic. Whereas a systems designer is more involved in gameplay elements that revolve around progression and gameplay loops, such as designing skill trees, tuning game balance and the like to try to make the player's progress through the game more enjoyable. When it comes to the skills that a gameplay designer needs, it's pretty obvious that they need decent programming knowledge considering how much they need to work with programmers. I guess if you tried programming but didn't like it but still wanted to work in games, this sort of works out for you, I guess? Knowing the basics of game art also helps when you're requesting assets from artists and animators. Good technical writing abilities and working on spreadsheets are also necessary to create those documentations, which are supported by being able to prototype in a game engine. A comprehensive understanding of video games and a solid familiarity of a varied range of games and mechanics also help immensely to pull up references and inspirations for their designs. It's not stealing, it's inspiration. And finally, good communication skills are crucial for gameplay designers since it's a role that needs a lot of collaboration with other people. So all you introverts out there, you got some work to do. Knowing the basics of game art also helps when you're requesting assets from artists and animators. Which works perfectly for me because I cannot art, I guess. Next, let's talk about possibly the most popular and well-known type of game designer, a level designer. A level designer is responsible for creating levels, scenarios, puzzles and challenges for the player within the game using the mechanics and systems designed by the gameplay designer. They are the ones who decide where every actor and object in the level should be placed in order to encourage the player to use specific mechanics and have a specific experience while playing that level or part of the game world. Granted, they will not be actually creating the art for the game, but they will be the ones deciding where everything should be placed in the world and work with the environment artists in the art team to create and implement it in the game. Now, taking a look at the Spider-Man game as a case study again, we already know how the web swinging mechanic was designed by the gameplay designer to make the player feel like Spider-Man. Now, it's the level designer's job to design an open world playground that allows the player to actually use the web swinging mechanic to its full glory. They would block out New York City into what is essentially a concrete jungle gym where the player has enough opportunities to traverse around with ease. When it came to quests that require the player to chase someone or something, 
It would be a level designer who maps the route that the quest needs to take through the world. Even the several challenges and collectibles scattered around the open world map are hand placed by level designers to reward exploration and mastery of the web swinging mechanic and traversal system. In a way, a level designer is the one who controls the flow of the game for the player because the way they structure a level will decide how the player uses their mechanics and plays the game. It's also a very accessible role for anyone hoping to get into game design because the technical skills needed to conceptualize and create levels is relatively lower compared to gameplay designers. Honestly, anyone can easily create levels to the point that several games have level building tools included in them for people to create their own levels. But that doesn't mean just anyone could be a good level designer though. Making levels is like baking brownies, I guess. It's easy to do and make something people can consume without fearing for their lives. But difficult to master and create something that brings out the best of all the ingredients. Uh, now I want brownies. My point is that level design is a great and accessible entry point for a lot of aspiring game designers. But it also means that it's one of the most competitive roles to get into. Now for the skills that a level designer needs, apart from a solid foundation of game design and what makes a game fun, a good understanding of game flow and gameplay loops is really helpful. That's what helps you make decisions on knowing what to place in the level and where to place it. Some basic artistic skills to draw out level diagrams is a plus, though not a necessity. Like I said, I can't draw to save my life. And of course, knowing how to use a level building tool or a game engine is required since that's why you'll be prototyping and testing the levels you design. And finally, good communication skills to be able to share your ideas and collaborate with the rest of the game development team. games aren't always about just mechanics, systems, and levels. At least in modern video games, another really important component is the story, character, and writing. And that's where narrative designers come in. They're the ones who craft the main story, the lore, and often the missions and quest content in the game. When the gameplay designers have created a certain mechanic or a level designer has designed a specific layout for an area, it's up to the narrative designer to tie it all up into a believable and cohesive story that makes sense for the player and does not break their immersion. They also craft the personalities and backstories of the playable and non-playable characters, as well as write all the dialogues that happen in-game or during a cinematic. Swinging back to Spider-Man, remember how the creative director mentioned that their character had already been Spider-Man for 8 years? It's the narrative designer's job to make a story, character, and dialogue that sticks to that narrative. They would come up with Spider-Man's quirky one-liners, those occasional interactions with the NPCs where they recognize and cheer or boo Spider-Man, the descriptions and writings you see within the game, and of course, writing the script for all the cinematics. They basically design the web that links gameplay and level into a believable story that lets the player feel like they really are Spider-Man. Being a narrative designer for games is a bit different from writing a book or movie script. 
So while the skills required are similar, there are a few additional traits you need to have to be a narrative designer. For one, you need to be able to create branching narratives and write dialogues or link narratives that make sense for whatever action the player may end up doing. Because games, unlike books and movies, are not a linear medium. The player is an active part of the story and a good narrative designer is able to make the player feel like their actions really affect the story. Being able to write consistently and within a strict deadline is also important because games run on a tight schedule. Being able to collaborate in your writing is also a huge plus because, well, games. You should get the picture by now. Video game development is a team venture. Not only are you going to work with other writers and narrative designers to ensure the writing is cohesive, but the creative content you come up with should work with the gameplay, since the story and gameplay should complement each other. Now, the last type of game designer is an experience designer, which is probably one of the most exclusive type of game designers. They are also called UI UX designers if that paints a better picture for you. Their primary focus is to ensure that the final look and feel of the game and gameplay is polished and gives players their intended feeling with appropriate feedback. They also work on the user interface and heads up display that goes into the game, tinkering with what information to show the player, how it shows up and when. I call this an exclusive type of designer since a lot of times each of the other game design types have to deal with experience design as well. However, a lot of larger AAA studios have specific experience designers who really sink their teeth into those final tweaks and polishes that really pushes the player experience to another level. Revisiting Spider-Man and the web swinging mechanic. An experienced designer would be the one to have designed features like the small rumble that occurs in your controller whenever you cut through the ad during your swing. They'd also work on designing all those additional impact effects during combat, as well as crafting the user interfaces for things like the progression menu in a way that is easy for the player to navigate and understand. Now, experienced designers are not necessarily the ones making the effects or implementing it in the engine. But they need to again work with artists, programmers and other designers to implement them. So experienced designers need a specific set of skills as well, like a solid understanding of game design and gameplay, as well as functional knowledge of human psychology to know how and where to improve the player's experience. Having good graphic design skills and knowing how to get around a game engine is also essential since you do need to prototype your designs. And of course, solid communication skills. I'm not going to explain why again. So those are the four types of game designers. So those are the four types of game designers. You have your gameplay designer, a level designer, a narrative designer, and an experience designer. And it's important to decide on what type of game designer you want to be. Because most studios prefer hiring designers with a specific focus rather than a generalist. It is legit better to be a master of one 
than a jack of all trades at least when it comes to game design however i know it's not easy to pick what type of game designer you want to be right from the beginning it took a couple of years for me to make my decision of being a gameplay and systems designer too every single one of these game designer types are essential and worth pursuing but it's important to take some time and try out things before you decide in the end however all game designers need some specific skills to understand the fundamentals of game design to know how games are made in general have the ability to communicate and collaborate with teammates and know what players find fun in a game if you got those in the bag then you're going to be an incredible game designer and that's case closed if you made it to the end of this episode thank you so much for spending your time listening to a nerd ramble about game design i love being able to do this podcast and share uh what i know about game design so that i can inspire other people to follow this path or maybe help another existing game designer in their journey if you like this episode or you learn something new it would mean the world to me if you could rate this episode or share this to anyone else who might be interested in game design or you feel they might benefit from this episode with that said thank you so much for tuning in to the game design detective podcast this is sai signing off